This is exactly right. <sighs> We're finally doing a live I Said No Gifts, and I'm inviting you. This thing is going to be wonderful. Some very special guests, gift giveaways, and I'll probably get a haircut the day before so I look really nice. It's June 26th at Dynasty Typewriter, right here in gorgeous Los Angeles, California. That's right, Los Angeles, the home of several Target stores. And if you can't be in LA, we'll also be live streaming the whole show. Tickets are very limited, so go to DynastyTypewriter.com as soon as possible. said no gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. I'm happy you're here. This is the beginning of the podcast. Everyone is aware of that. Um, this might be a good time to adjust the volume to a level that's comfortable for you, but uh, maybe loud enough for all of your coworkers to hear. Just do what you need to do to make yourself, you know, comfortable because we're going to have a nice time. I love today's guest. You'll love today's guest unless he says something you don't like and then You'll probably go after him, and that's not my problem. That's his. It's none other than Gary Richardson. Gary, welcome to I Said No Gifts. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a, a while since I've seen you. I, I have a very specific memory of the last time I saw you. It, it was me crossing the street and you <laughs> in a car, right? Yes. In low ceilings, I'm glad I you remember this. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was, I think, headed down... I want to say Hillhurst Avenue towards Sunset. You were kind of near the Vista Theater. I'm rarely aware of what's happening outside of my car. So the fact that you and I were able to make that split connection is a miracle. Yeah. You know, I think that was, um, we were living in a different world. (laughs) It was a very, it's one of my last pre-pandemic memories. I don't even, Mm -hmm. what was it? Maybe two years ago, a year and a half or so ago? Probably two years feels right. Okay. I feel like there were clouds in the sky. uh, And then I look over and Gary and I are waving at each other and I'm speeding towards my destination. You were on foot headed somewhere. Yeah, I don't, I couldn't tell you where I was going. Uh, Because at the time I was, I was a big mover and shaker at the time. So (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> could have been two coffee to a car to get to a meeting, you know, who knows? Yeah, you could have been headed, headed from a meeting to a meeting. Mm-hmm. I, there's no telling. You were right near the movie theater. Maybe there was some sort of premiere. Might have been catching a flick. Yeah, it is unbelievable. The things, the possibilities that that intersection offers. <laughs> oh, new condo development. Absolutely. It's really a beautiful thing happening there. A million posters slapped up on <laughs> Some construction it's, walls, yeah. It's the epicenter of posters in Los Angeles, I would <laughs> say. If someone wants to see uh, the next movie coming out on a poster, you head to the middle of Los Feliz, and, you know, Sunset in Hollywood, it's a very confusing intersection, dangerous, and then there are posters everywhere for whatever movie is coming out, whatever album release is happening. <laughs> so maybe you were just there. Maybe. I feel like it might have been around the time of, like, a like a trolls world tour. And maybe it was one of those things where it's like, here's every person that's in this movie. They're getting their own little poster, but we're going to put all the posters right next to each other. Right. That kind of thing. That trolls seems about right. And that's, that was like teetering on the uh, edge of the pandemic, because I feel like that was like the first movie that came out, you know, uh, not in theaters or something. Yeah. It was like, it had like a nine month rollout because it, uh, wasn't allowed to be released in theaters. Yeah. If it wasn't that, it was whichever movie had, remember that Zendaya is Michi? Oh, of course. It might've been what that one. I don't that? remember. I don't remember, but I know 
it could have been that movie because I feel like I saw that with a million posters in a row. Right. Also, it's like all of these DreamWorks movies that uh, are just uh, voiced by the biggest celebrities in the world, and the movie kind of is meaningless. Yeah, I don't it's know. Wild how that happens. That's so tight. <laughs> it's extremely cool. I think it's really. I, I think it's like legitimately agree. cool. I think it's legitimately cool <laughs> that you can be so rich and so beloved. And still make something that is absolutely disposable, like so huge <laughs> and disposable. It's crazy. It's awesome. Do you when you go to see, let's say you're going to see an animated movie, do you prefer the voices to be familiar or voices you're not aware of who the person is? Um, if they are familiar, I want to instantly be able to know who it is. I, I hate watching a movie and being like, who the fuck is this like caterpillar? Like I know who this caterpillar is. And then it's like, Oh, right. It's like Sam Rockwell. Why couldn't I think of <laughs> Sam Rockwell as a caterpillar? I hate that feeling. Cause I, if, if I know, I know it, but can't put my finger on it. It drives me crazy. It, I will like go through half a movie and I won't know what was happening in the movie for the first like 40 minutes because I'm trying to place a voice with the character. Mm -hmm. and that's all I'm thinking about. Yeah. So I think I agree on that point. Uh, and I'm also really bad just in general with celebrities like even my favorite actors i frequently can't remember their names so yeah that's my ultimate nightmare do you think do you go to a lot of animated <laughs> movies in the theater i'm seeing every dreamworks picture okay yeah every... whatever's dropping you're just a stand <laughs> you're just there you're camped out you are regardless of quality yeah. Uh -huh. uh, I just need to see a, you know, a movie that was produced by a server farm somewhere in uh, wherever that happens. As long as the little boy is fishing off the moon, <laughs> we we are there. Yeah. Where's that movie? They need to develop a movie about that little boy. We're all curious. Yeah. Like where are his parents? How do he get there? He's fishing off the moon. That's clearly not the sea. You know, <laughs> that's not where you go fishing. But he seems tranquil. <laughs> They've made uh, movies about lesser characters. Let's bring DreamWorks boy. Let's give yeah. him a full 90 minutes. I don't care. Absolutely. I'll talk to Katzenberg and he's got a, you know, I'm sure he's. Get him on the <laughs> horn. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, what have you been doing in the last, uh, you know, year and a half to two years? Just a quick rundown. Quick rundown. Uh. Nicer apartment, nicer stuff. That's kind of been my main <laughs> shit. Like I want, I want better couches. I want, I want nicer art on my walls. I want like real art. You know, I've been like behind a bunch of real art. You are sitting in front of a completely blank wall right <laughs> because I have a big ass piece of art that's getting framed. Actually, I, I am very, uh, I'm very self conscious about this big ass blank wall <laughs> uh, prison cell style, but. <laughs> Got a bunch of plants, you know, I've been cooking and drinking wine and shit, Ooh. learning about wines and whatnot. This sounds lovely. I sound like somebody that I hate, <laughs> but I like who I am, which is crazy. It's kind of fucked well, up. Well, that's what's important. Yeah. Everyone should hate you, but you should like yourself. I think yeah. that's kind of the rule that uh, therapists will explain. I feel like I'm like one of the in-girls and Heathers. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, I'm like one of the cool Heathers. Exactly. We all wanted mm -hmm. to be a cool Heather. Now, this is uh, kind of in my realm right now because I've been living in my current place for about a year and I think I have, well, I actually did hang up a couple things in a hallway recently, but then otherwise I have one thing hanging on the wall and it's it causes me so much anxiety. I I don't want to buy, I want to buy art, but it's, I don't even know where to begin and art is so expensive to get something good and it's just i don't want to mm -hmm. just you know there's the you know go to goodwill and find like an old uh ship painting or whatever sure I think i've moved a little past that but i don't I, I feel that for you i feel that where do you start with art um i started kind of just like looking at like magazines and finding different like seeing things that i liked and then like googling those artists and then Whenever you Google somebody, it's like, you might also be into these people and you might be. And then just right. finding out like, oh, they're in these galleries and there are these art fairs and all that shit, which has been like really cool to find You're out about. You're buying contemporary art. Yeah. Working artists. Mm -hmm. A lot of working artists, a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of like folks that haven't really 
pop yet. There are people that I'm like aware of that seem to be like on the rise, which is really cool and really right. nice to be like, Oh, they're getting their shit in museums. Now this shit's here. This shit's there, but it is wild. Oh, that's exciting. It feels nice getting into music when you're a teen or something. Uh-huh. Definitely. And it's cool to be like, Oh, if you would have told me as a kid, when I was like 16, that you can actually do art now and pay rent, I would have been like, get the fuck out of here. That's not real. Of course. So I feel like I'm like, it feels insane to me, but it feels like cool that I am able to like, it feels corny to say like support this artist or whatever, but to like be able to like buy art from somebody that's actually doing it feels cool to me. Oh, of course. Now, yeah. when you say magazines, what are we talking about? People, Us Weekly? Uh... Yeah, yeah. I'm talking like, um, like a lot of entertainment weeklies, a lot of uh, whatever <laughs> is whatever is small enough to have 70 of them next to your toilet. That's kind of what I'm leaping <laughs> through. Yeah. Something that gets stuck to your backpack on your way through the airport. Uh-huh, yes. <laughs> whatever, if, if you have a hoarding aunt or uncle, whatever they have... <laughs> every copy of that's what i'm laying my peepers on uh no but really like what magazines do you like are you seeing art in um the one that i found this uh one artist devin strother through was uh this mad this magazine called franchise it's like basketball and design it's oh, like cool. the cross section i would say of that so it's like here's these cool artists and here's a profile on this player. And it's really interesting. So I need to find a magazine that's half of that, but without the basketball half. Yeah. I mean, any magazine that's like big, you know, those like big ass square magazines. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. The ones that I like will browse at Barnes and Noble, but not commit to. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if you get two of those, have a little place to hide them. So people don't think that you're a big magazine guy. <laughs> and then go through them, see what's in there. Right. And now, so you also said a nice couch. Have you ordered, have you gotten a new couch recently? I got a new couch recently and I really do dig it. Where did you get the couch? Uh, I found it through a, I like got pretty into like Etsy. Okay. And like sure. just like going to a ton of different like vintage shops and different reupholsterers and shit like that on Etsy. And I found a couch that I really liked that, some dude made in San Diego, I think. Ooh. Yeah. But what does it look like? It's um just a long navy blue. Like it, like it looks a little like it's not corduroy, but it has a similar effect. Oh, corduroy makes sense for you. It feels it feels right. This feels right to me. I feel like corduroy uh, is your fabric for some reason. I mean, I have a couple cords that I love. I haven't worn corduroy since 1996. Really now? I guess I had been pretty tough out of the corduroy game until maybe 2018. Right. And uh, the community has welcomed me back wholeheartedly. <laughs> it's an excellent fabric. It's a beautiful fabric. It's great. How many fabrics offer that type of texture that, uh, you know, it's, it really does everything? And it's heavy duty. It makes you feel like, okay, you know what? I am protected. I am like, hey, these pants are taking care of my legs. <laughs> it's not it's like it's fun it is interesting to look at you're gonna double take right. i'm all about it yeah do you have any corduroy jackets or anything um i have one corduroy jacket but i don't really like it i don't like the i think it's a little too big oh that'll do it for me every day yeah i mean if something feels too big on me i just am thinking that's all i'm thinking about while i'm out in the world my self-confidence mm -hmm. is at 50 percent uh yikes <laughs> Yikes, 50%. You can't be walking around with 50% confidence. Not but but you're, a, you're a very stylish person. I feel like you're very... That's very kind of you. A very clothing, like, uh, I feel like you have a natural sense for clo what clothes look good. Is that true? Um, Will you just accept that piece of information I've shared? Hey, I'll take it, yeah. Yeah, I'll take it, then yeah, absolutely. Was that something you cultivated? Oh, oh absolutely. I see pictures of myself from high school when I was, like, trying to cultivate it. And I'm like, oh, wow, I was really taking some swings. Like, thank God I was doing this in St. Louis, Missouri and not Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> like what? What were you wearing? Um, immediately what comes to mind is there's a picture. I don't know what school dance or school related function I was at, but I'm wearing like 
almost like a a Malfi coast, like blue and white gingham shirt with like these white linen pants and some white Stacey Adams loafers. This sounds incredible. And I'm like, oh my God. I feel like, no, if you see the picture, you know that it's uh, very far from incredible. It's definitely <laughs> like, it's like, oh, I'm divorced. Like my wife got everything, but I, I'm keeping the Stacey Adams. We're hitting Italy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just like spending money on whatever. It's, it was a rough site. It's rough. I think looking like you've been ruined financially and emotionally is a look. I think absolutely. And I found myself in that position <laughs> often growing up being like, okay, I feel like this is just another loss, you know, another <laughs> loss, but we keep, we keep coming back for more. Now, in high school, like these outfits you were putting on, were they, uh, did you feel like your peers were into them or were you like standing out in a bad way in them? Um, I don't think I was necessarily standing out in a bad way, but I think it was so for me to have put in the effort to try to make a mark and to be completely unnoticed in this effort uh, was devastating. (laughs) Absolutely devastating. (laughs) <laughs> and I was also like my, like I hit puberty pretty late. So my like body was so weird. I was like real thin, long oh. feet. And I was like, my like face didn't fit my head yet. It was weird. <laughs> oh, I, f- I completely support this young Gary. I feel like this is somebody I can get behind and support mm-hmm. doing his best with his pre puberty self. I think yeah. that's great. I think dropping out of every AP class he had. Like, I don't need these fucking credits. Like, you can keep these fucking credits. I'm not reading the yellow wallpaper. Get out of here. <laughs> the yellow wallpaper. Um, where are you living in New York now? Uh, I'm in Clinton Hill in Brooklyn. Clinton Hill? Oh, very nice. Very like, right nice. on the, like, kind of like right where Clinton Hill meets Bed-Stuy and Crown Heights. Oh, lovely. And where were you prior to that? Uh, I was maybe two blocks away, still in Clinton Hill. Oh, okay. And before that up in East Williamsburg. Then I was a Greenpoint boy for like four years, four or five years before that. Oh, wow. Interesting. And you're thinking about maybe moving to the West. Is that true? I think the, I mean, it feels imminent. Right. Now that I've like quit my job, I'm like, okay, why am I going to be here? If I'm not working here. Do you have a preference? Uh, not really. Not really. They're both. I enjoy both of them. I've got friends in both of them. Right. They're both kind of horrible in their own ways. Yeah, I do. It's up to say like I like like that you can have a backyard in L.A., but I like the restaurants in New York more. Well, I don't know. I feel like restaurants in New York are good, but they're only around for about seven months at a time. Hey, and as long as you get in, that's all. That's all I, I don't need a, I don't need a stable. I'm not raising a family around it. You know, I'm not trying to, I'm trying to be like, hey, this is where we go for birthdays. That's not what I'm doing. I just want one good meal. I will say this about New York restaurants. I feel like within the Los Angeles area, it's nearly impossible for me to find a spaghetti a la mode. Really? Just a spaghetti with butter and lemon. That's all I want. Yeah. And some cheese. The most, maybe one of the most delicious things you could possibly eat. Nowhere to be found in Los Angeles. That's madness. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm looking at the wrong places, but every Italian restaurant I go to, not available. In New York, essentially every Italian menu's got it. It's not a hard thing to make. What do you think is going on there? Is there some sort of like conspiracy or do you think what's happening? I I can't even begin to theorize. I mean, we have more lemons here. We have Mm -hmm. all the other ingredients. It's very simple to make. Yeah, I've been there. I've seen noodles. I mean, you guys still have noodles, right? I've seen that. Occasionally, you'll see a flash of a noodle here or there. Okay, yeah. Uh... Yeah, so that can't be the problem. I mean, maybe there's something about New York. It's more of a dreaming thing of like the sunshine and lemons that they put it on the menu of more of a sign of hope. It is an aspirational sort of, yeah. Mm -hmm. Whereas in Los Angeles, we're taking the citrus for granted. We're not putting it on any menu. And it's just driving me wild. I don't know what to do with it. It's my favorite Italian food. That's your favorite. Oh, I love it. It's such a, it's wow. a, basically like a citrus mac and cheese. It, I mean, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. I think it's a fantastic dish. What's yours? Uh, me, I'm a sucker for lasagna. Oh. I really do. I love this stuff. I love a lasagna 
it's a tricky thing for me to order at a restaurant. Uh, I feel like it's a big commitment. Yeah. And I feel like often it comes out in like its own little small cast iron and I get kind of, uh, I really hate the idea that I can burn myself touching a thing. Like, I really don't like that. It'd be like, Oh, I'm out at dinner and now I might burn my fucking hand. Cause I was goofing <laughs> off trying to eat this lasagna. That sucks. Goofing with the lasagna. Yeah. You know, like you try to do stuff and it's like, wouldn't it be fun if I did this? And it's like, Oh shit. <laughs> now my hand hurts. Ugh. Nightmare I don't like scenario. that it, look, it always looks different than everyone else's plate on the table. And suddenly I, yeah. the spotlight is on me and my lasagna. Yeah. You got a You got a You got a thing on top of a plate and like a <laughs> napkin between that plate and the cast iron is like, ugh, just <laughs> give me a burger, dog. <laughs> Do you cook it all at home? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've been doing it more, I guess in the past month less, but I, in general, am fine cooking just fine yeah yeah just fine yeah i feel like the last maybe six weeks i like finally began to feel the weight of cooking at home and i'm just like i i don't care how much money i'm spending on going out to eat at this point i just have to not eat my sad meal at home it's Mm -hmm. too much for me i feel like there's so many people that took the quarantine and got really good at cooking and they're like, oh, we have all the gadgets and we're like sous being steaks and shit like that. And I'm like, that's fucking nuts. I'm like, get out of here. What? When did we decide we were going to all be great chefs? That's nuts. Right. I mean, I essentially, I mean, I went from cooking absolutely nothing at home to cooking a few things, but learned no real skills. I mean, I just mm-hmm. basically took the few cooking things I knew and combined them in a couple different ways. Uh did not develop essentially any skill during this pandemic while everybody else was going crazy. Did you yeah. uh, develop any type of new hobby or skill? Um, I got, I hope, better at speaking French. Oh, really? Yeah, I was like working with like a tutor for a while. And wow. uh, I didn't want to try to get a tutor again because it was nice to be like, no, you're saying this part of the word wrong. You sound crazy you're you, you sound nuts i'm like okay cool is this better and they're like yeah that's a little bit better you still don't sound right but whereas like if i'm just using duolingo or something i'm like yeah i can't speak right now i'll just type the words in right did you speak french before no i like learned a couple sentences when i like first went out there but now i'm, I'm sure i'd still be absolute dog shit but Maybe I'll be a little bit better. Maybe I can be like, uh, I'm sorry, is the bathroom here? Instead of, do you speak English? <laughs> can you say anything in French right now? Oh, I, would, I wouldn't dare. Gary, please. Uh, okay, I'll say, uh, bonjour, je m'appelle Gary. <laughs> and that's, that's about all I'm willing to give. That's a nice accent. Oh. You even put an accent on your name. I did. I like when people uh, do an accent all the way up to the name, and then the name is just standard English, and it's so jarring. Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> Bonjour, je m'appelle Chris. Like, all right. I guess so. I guess that, yeah, that works too. Um, Gary, now, there's something else I want to talk to you about. And um, a little while ago, you agreed to be on this podcast, and naturally I was thrilled. Uh, I was thinking... Maybe, you know, the last time Gary and I saw each other, I was kind of, you know, speeding down Hollywood Boulevard or Hillhurst Avenue or wherever I was. And he was doing his thing. I wanted to connect. I thought it would be nice. And so far, it's been nice. But then, you know, uh, a few days ago, you emailed and said, what's your address? And I didn't know why, because you're obviously in New York. I don't know if it was just one of these situations where you wanted to look me up on Street View and see what what I'm working with here. Uh I don't know. Uh, but I put all of that aside because I trust you. Yeah. And now here we are on the podcast and it appears I don't want to, you know, I don't want to make any assumptions, but it feels like you've sent me an item. Uh, I, yeah, that's correct. Is that, am I misunderstanding something? Look, this podcast is called I Said No Gifts. Um, we're on, I don't know, episode 400 at this point. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
it's all over the trades. People are talking about it. It's just never always on the tip of everyone's tongue. People know what's happening on this podcast. Yeah, I told um, my mom and she was ecstatic. She's <laughs> learning new backflips and she was like, if I if I felt more comfortable, I would try to do a backflip right now. Your mom emailed me. She said, I heard That's Gary's awesome. going to be on the podcast. When am I going to be on? And I said, not happening, lady. Yeah, said, like <laughs> she's always trying to encroach on my opportunities. It's really a bummer, but whatever. <laughs> she's your number one professional competitor. You and your mom are kind of <laughs> next It's insane. And she books. I'm like, let me have this. <laughs> well, it's because she graduated from college. She yeah. put forth the effort. She said, I'm going to mm-hmm. get this theater degree. And now, you know, she's in uh, DreamWorks uh, Fishboy. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, I think I believe she uh, voices that little boy, which yeah. you know, that's typical of Hollywood. Unbelievable. All that aside. So, I, I mean, I'm going to just assume this is a gift for me. Uh, yes. Yes, it is. It is. Should I open it here on the podcast? Or is it something you'd like me to do privately? Um, I would love to see the look on your face when you open this up. Let's see. I'm going to I'm going to get into this gift here and see what's going on. And oh, wait, what is this real? <laughs> what is this is a wild. This is a truly wild gift. You've sent me a uh, a I'll I'll just read this. A championship replica ring Lakers ring set, size 11 in a it's in a wood box. Um this is <laughs> This is is this multiple rings? These are the five rings. These are replicas of the five rings that Kobe Bryant won, as well as a black mamba ring, symbolically for Kobe Bryant, and a, and, and a wooden box to house them. Why did you send me this? Uh, because I think when I think of the king of Los Angeles, <laughs> one name comes to mind, Bridger. And <laughs> what better way to show that you are the number one man in Tinseltown than a little something to flash when you're a palm at a 50 to the door, man, you know, <laughs> when you're, when you're courtside at Staples center, you and Jack just, uh, tossing back some popcorn, laughing about the good old days. I think this, I think it fits for you. Yeah. I think you go out, you go to a nice steak restaurant with all five of these on all six. I think folks are like, Oh, there goes the man. What's happening with this man? Yeah, there goes the man. Now, you think I should wear all six at once at all times? I think any combination. I think between one and six, that's up to you, depending on like how much of a high roller you want to seem. Like if you want to, you can put on just one from year one. You know, you could put on the back to back ring if you'd like. I think any combination. I think if you do go all six, it has to be for a very special occasion. We're talking bridal shower. We're talking uh, quinceanera. Baptism. Yes, absolutely. I think if you were all six on one hand, you get to dunk the baby and you can keep the baby <laughs> under as long as you want. I think that's pretty tight. And that's just the rule of church. I think that is uh, old. I think that's in Old Testament. Uh, there's yeah, a passage think, yeah. about... Uh, that's kind of where that whole tradition began. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say Leviticus. Yeah, I feel like Nebuchadnezzar had all six rings, and he uh, <laughs> definitely was dunking some folks. I think you can do like surprise baptisms also if you wear all six. <laughs> I would love nothing more than to surprise baptism, baptize someone, <laughs> run full speed at someone. <laughs> grab their whole head, dunk them fully in water, and you get to hold them under as long as you want. (laughs) That's awesome. That, to me, is the cool part. You both emerge from the water, and you just say, welcome to the faith, and... And welcome to the family. (laughs) Welcome to the family, bitch. Yeah. (laughs) Can you... Well, first of all, can you name... uh, Like, are you a... Do you know what teams the Lakers won to get every one of these rings? Like, did I name the starting lineup? No, basketball-wise, like, in 2000, who did the Lakers play to win a ring? Oh, shit. Um, I couldn't tell you every one of them. I know that one was over 
the 76ers because I grew up a big Allen Iverson fan. Oh, okay, sure. Um, I will say that had to be 2002, maybe? It might have been 2000. Um, I mean, I don't know. So you could easily just say with confidence. And yeah, so it would just be up to the podcast listener to freak out. Sure. Yeah, I guess um I guess by that I'll say uh in 2000 it was over the Hornets and uh 2001 we'll say 76ers we'll say back to back Miami like they beat Miami like a couple times in the finals uh and we'll just say um who else is in the east uh Toronto. Toronto. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, sure. I mean this goes this shows my just general um lack of knowledge here i was going to say what about the utah jazz but then i realized they're both west coast or yeah. west uh division east western division here we go mm-hmm. i'm on you, you got it you, knowledge yeah, you from got like it. 1997 when i was locked into this sort of thing yeah i feel like yeah <laughs> i'm i'm seeing you kind of I'm, I'm seeing your eyes light up right now you're thinking about <laughs> where to put these where to take these rings out you know <laughs> like which hand to put them on like are you like a right hand on the steering wheel kind of guy or a I think I'm I'm a ten and two. I'm a ten and two at all times. So uh, you know, I'm gonna have moly. to evenly divide these. Well, there are six, so I can have three and three. Yeah, uh, I like you that. know. I encourage everyone to be a ten and two driver. Look, I know it's more fun to I be. Wish a- I, I wish I could meet you there. <laughs> <laughs> Me, I'm in a long car, left hand at six seat leaned back as far as i can go <laughs> you're basically lying <laughs> on the floor of the car. yeah basically i treat any front seat like a uh delta one lounge <laughs> chair like i'm laying it all the way down blanket over me um whatever a and e like history drama is on there yeah that's what i'm doing you're just describing someone in an ambulance headed to the morgue. Okay. That's your driving that ain't, style. Hey, that ain't half bad. <laughs> that ain't half bad. I'm looking the clock out as soon as I can. Do you like to drive? Um, I do like to drive. I just bought a car out here. Because oh, like, you're kidding. That's a big move. It's so nice to have, though. Oh, well, of course. I mean, everyone wants in New York. That's the ultimate luxury. It's crazy. What sort of car did you get? I got a, I like bought it from a friend of a friend. Uh, I was like, oh, if I'm going to move, I don't want to like get a super nice car. So I just mm-hmm. got like a, a Saab, like a 2009 Saab. Oh, that's a nice, that's kind of a corduroy of cars. A little bit. It looks nice. It still runs well. And I was like, I can keep this until I split town. Right. And then you're going to sell it? Ran out of here. I assume so. Why not drive it across the country? I've never driven across. I've driven halfway across the country a few times, but never all the way. I'm terrified that an 09 Saab wouldn't make it. You know, with these uh, European cars, I'm always a little, a little worried once they get a few miles on them. Mm-hmm. When we start having to hit some hills, we start seeing different parts of the country, you know? Suddenly you're stranded at the Grand Canyon or something. Absolutely. Have you been to the Grand Canyon? I assume you have. I haven't. Have you? I have on one of my trips from Los Angeles to Chicago. How did you feel about it? It is majestic. It really is. Uh, <laughs> it really is like awe-inspiring. It's fucked up. It's so big, and you, I really couldn't believe it. And then I got to see a family in all denim, and the dad being the meanest man in the world. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they were in all denim. All denim, like. The wife was in like, you know how there's like, if your grandma wears a t-shirt to bed, how it like hits her toes. Sure. It was like that length, I guess, floor length. What? Denim, like a That's floor a dress? Length. Kind of, but it was like also cinched from what I remember. <laughs> so it might've, it might've actually been like two pieces, like an actual like denim skirt and like a shirt that matched it. Right. Uh, but then like the son was in all denim, the dad was in all denim and he was just irate about something like really really talking through his teeth it was like this is crazy <laughs> this is spooky do you think they were there for like a family photo or something fingers crossed you know because the way that he was behaving why else are you in all denim i don't know like <laughs> they could have been going overboard i guess not overboard it's not a ship but <laughs> i feel like he was in the mood to like get a couple casualties 
Right. This sounds like a weird kidnapping situation or something. It might have been. Not it, something doesn't quite add up. You're at the Grand Canyon. Everyone's in all denim. Someone's angry. Mm-hmm. There's something else going on that like the casual observer is not aware of. Absolutely. There's a there's a story there. <laughs> yeah. There, there's a story there. Now you you were impressed by the Grand Canyon. My concern is that it's going to be so big that it won't really register in my mind as a canyon, and I'll think, oh, that's just nice looking. Oh, this is just the end of the world. This is the world stops here and the world starts over there. Um, right. I think. I think you should check it out. <laughs> I think I, I really do. It's. I was really like, I don't want to fucking stop at the Grand Canyon. This shit's gonna suck. I don't give a fuck about this. And I was like, oh my God, this is just, this just happened. This is the world happening. Wow. I really was like, I don't think I've seen anything else that affected me like that, where I was like, I can't believe it. So do you think, because I do think it, it feels like something you see on the way to something else. So, but the way <laughs> you're describing it, is it something I, that's worth just making a trip for? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Probably. See, I like a ton of folks do. Oh, of course, but yeah. a ton of folks do a bunch of dumb stuff. Hey, uh, that's I mean, real. Most of things that happen are done by a lot of people who are idiots. Yeah. Uh, but let's be honest. I mean, the Grand Ca- this is the Grand Canyon. I feel like it is kind of objectively a beautiful piece of Mother Nature. So maybe this is one thing that a lot of people do correctly. Yeah, maybe don't. Maybe wait to have like a three-day weekend and be like, ah, fuck it, let's go. Maybe they don't like plan it. You maybe don't plan like a whole weekend around it, but spur of the moment, we've got time. What else is around the Grand Canyon? Is this like, um, I think after that, I think that night we were able to make it to, I forget what town, but some small shitty casino and <laughs> that lost a fun. bunch of money. It was fun. I mean, I like casinos. Though. I like to gamble. What sort of gambling do you do? I'll do any kind of gambling. Wow. Have I you really lost a lot do. of money gambling? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gary, I hate to hear this sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, I've lost a fair amount of money again. <laughs> but there's been times when I've like won a bunch of money and been like, oh my fucking God, I'm the man. For the listener, Gary just held up a sheet of paper that said $300,000 on it. So that's just, he's not, he wasn't going to share, but I feel like you should know. Gary Richardson has lost essentially a nice home to the gambling nice, industry. Yeah, absolutely. I'd say a down payment. In uh, one of these coastal towns, but uh, oh yeah, but Midwest, you could have got a nice St. Louis. Oh my gosh, uh, five bed, four bath, great school district. Yeah, that's the kind of <laughs> and some gambling tycoon is just swimming through your money. Just some fucking fat cat is just eating it up, putting like gold foil on ice cream or something with my <laughs> money. <laughs> Gary wants it back. I want it back and I'm going to get it back. <laughs> the only way I know how. Well, you're going to join up with me with all these rings on my fingers. And yeah. I'll be ready to go to Vegas and bust some skulls. Yeah. And we'll, uh, I think those rings are going to get us some respect down there. They respect the man <laughs> with rings down there. <laughs> Do you wear any type of jewelry? Um, I have some jewelry. I don't wear any jewelry too regularly. I've got like me and my brother have like these like signet rings that like are matching. Uh, That's nice. It is. Um, I don't wear it often. I've got like for a while I was like, I bet I'm going to, I'm going to get into pearls and that's going to be some shit. That's cool. So I have like a couple pearl necklaces, like not string of pearls. I've got one string of pearls, but like a few different pearl necklaces and like a bracelet, but I don't wear anything often. Okay. Well, that seems fine. I don't I think know. It's, I, I don't, don't wear know. any jewelry. I, I guess I wear a watch, but that's it. I don't know that that really counts as jewelry. Do you check the time on your watch? Oh, of course. I check the time constantly. It's become kind of a compulsion. Oh, well. I really only bought the watch because when I'm sitting in a movie theater, I need to know how long the movie has been going <laughs> on. And uh, I don't want to look at my phone, so I mm. specifically got a watch so I can soothe my mind, like... Probably 35 minutes into the movie, I'm wondering, is it almost over? And then I look at my watch and I think, oh, Lord, I've got another hour to an hour and a half of this. And so you got to just start going to those movie theaters where the people kind of scurry across with a check right like 10 minutes before the movie's over. 
you know wait like uh like a restaurant theater sort yeah of thing? yeah like a is it like alamo draft house where it's like alamo right like six people just like running across <laughs> and like okay i guess i guess we're almost done here <laughs> i've been to alamo once it was when they just opened in i think it's in fort green in brooklyn and <laughs> the service was all over the map i had like <laughs> I probably had waiters come up to me six times offering me the nachos. I was like, I didn't order anything. Yeah. Please leave me alone. Mm -hmm. I assume they've worked out that bug. Uh, I can't speak for all of them. I'll say the last and that I went to an Alamo <laughs> draft house. Unreal. I said I wanted an iced tea. 15, 20 minutes later, they're slamming down the biggest iced tea you've ever seen in your fucking life right in front of me. And I smashed it. I drank it like I was a child. And then I had to piss so <laughs> bad. Like, so it was like, it was like I didn't have a stomach or like any other organ. It was just like, it oh, just I'm went straight through. Immediately, you. I was like, I've got to piss so bad. You just look down and you have peed your pants just in a wet theater seat. Because I'm not going to, I'm not going to miss any of the movie. That's out of the question. No. That's out of the question. Absolutely not. Yeah. No fucking chance. I will always say, like, the few times I've broken and had to run at, to pee during a movie, I'll come back and I'll be like, I don't feel like I missed anything. I was gone. It feels like you're gone for a long time, but then you come back and you're like, oh, I got, uh, that wasn't that long. Yeah, and it's like, I guess a lot of this movie doesn't need to be in here. I guess this movie <laughs> could be uh, 25 minutes. <laughs> I think that's probably true for 80% of movies. Yeah. Like, oh, this is pretty, but unnecessary. I guess it's cool. Yeah, they did some more backflips here. That's unnecessary, though. <laughs> Tell me, that's the good guy, and that's the bad guy, and this guy's going to kill that guy. And I'm like, oh, I got it. That makes sense. I can handle this for mm -hmm. the most part. Yeah. I don't know. Gary, I feel like we should play a game. Do you want to play a game? Absolutely. That's um, like Saw style? or Yeah. <laughs> Wait, say it again. Oh, Saw style? Yeah, Absolutely. Like... You, uh, if you don't win this game, you... I mean, this is your life on the line. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna have my rib cage ripped out of my uh, <laughs> stomach, or like something? your left ear. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, do you want to play a game called Gift or a Curse, or a game called Gift Master? And I will tell you how we we play once you pick the game. Okay. Um, I will play Gift or a Curse. I need a number between one and ten from you. Uh, let's go four. Four. That's a nice. See, this shows that you're a thoughtful person. Four is like a rarely picked number. And uh, I have to do some light calculating. I have to find the game pieces. So right now you can you really have the microphone to do whatever you want. You can promote something. You can recommend something. You can say hi to your mom, whatever you want. I'll be right back. OK, um, let's see. I'll say I don't really want to promote anything. Uh, I don't really want to say hi to anybody um i'll say oh um i've been wearing uh no i don't want to talk about that hmm right now sitting next to me i'm looking at a at a green candle a green candle it's not a scented candle at all i've got uh i've got a little vase next to it with flowers uh, then we're looking at a <laughs> calendar Incredibly. <laughs> I really appreciated what you did with the time there. Hey, you, uh, I hope I, and I and I pray that your listeners get something out of it. I think they will. Yeah, if nothing else. <laughs> people's lives have been enriched, yes, um, fortified, and I also feel like you know the shameless promotions you just uh, you know unbearable. But if there's one thing that I'm going to do, it's look out for number one. All right, that's <laughs> time and time again. I will make sure that people know who I am and where to find me at all times. <laughs> that's my that's my thing. That's kind of what I tell people about you. Yeah. I say, do you know about Gary? And they say, we don't, what don't we know about him? The guy's constantly <laughs> fucking posting. He's constantly in your face. If it's not, it's not on Instagram, it's on Twitter. And if it's not on Twitter, it's on like serious. And it's like, come or on. Or it's we the get emails it. reminding people to check out your Twitter, your Instagram. My Weebly, uh, yeah, all of it. <laughs> You're texting me your TikToks. It's, mm -hmm. uh, it's a lot, but it's been effective for you. Yeah, I mean, it's look at where it's got me. Look where it's gotten you. 
I mean, again, time and time again, you make these decisions and they lead to success. And so yes. it's kind of the Gary method. That's why I get to look out over all of Brooklyn from my penthouse. You're in that clock tower. You're in the clock tower in Fort Greene. Just admit it. You yeah, bought I mean, that, uh, that overlooks the target. Yeah, I bought it and I got it at a discount because I changed the time every hour. <laughs> That's my job. You kind of become a clockmaker. Yeah, I'm sort of like a... A bit of a, if I don't know what it's, I don't know what large scale tinkering is, but that's kind of my shit now. (laughs) (laughs) Every, every few minutes you're up there kind of moving the arms frantically scrambling around. I know for a fact there's some poor soul out there right now chasing their dreams and they're like, okay, I don't want to get here too early. I can't get there too late. (laughs) And I feel a personal responsibility. We appreciate it. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, you've taken on a responsibility, and we all respect it. Gary, this is how Gift or a Curse works. I'm going to name three things. You have to tell me if they're a gift or a curse and why. There are correct answers. So, you know, you could walk away with zero uh, points, and then it just is such a horrible day for you. And then that leads into maybe a horrible week or month. And then, you know, you know how this happens. Lives disintegrate. Yeah. Anyway, number one, and these are all listener suggestions, by the way, so I can't be blamed for anything. I mean, this is kind of a, you know, both of our hands are clean situation. But um, number one, gift or a curse, people who show up and then haggle about Craigslist deals. Gift or a curse. I'm going to say, I'm going to say that's a gift. Why? Because I believe if they're haggling, you get to haggle too. So you wanted to, let's say that you wanted to move 17 bricks for uh, $15. And they show up and they're trying to get you for 10 bucks. Before you know it, you're willing and dealing. Now you've moved six bricks for $45. You still got <laughs> bricks to push. And I think that, I think you can, I think if you are, if your business acumen is where it should be and where it could be with the advent of YouTube and uh, business books these days, I think you can definitely swing things in your favor gary that is so excellently argued so beautifully put i am gonna say you got it wrong and i'm gonna say this you know they are a curse and it's because these people show up and suddenly you're haggling and then that's leading to conversation you're getting to know each other and no matter what they're gonna leave it's you're going to be heartbroken you're Mm -hmm. going to you there's a chance you fall in love with this person and suddenly you know it has to end so you know we all know that like Every great relationship begins with haggling, mm-hmm. you know, someone trying to kind of uh, rip off the other person or underpay them. And then you get to know the person and their weaknesses and maybe their financial background and you fall for each other. And this person ultimately is going to leave you. Curse. To that, I only say, does it have to end? Absolutely. That's the Craigslist law. Oh. It's either they leave or they murder you. Gotcha. Okay. You know, we all know the Craigslist killer. Kind of a 2009. But to be slain by your lover, isn't that what we're all working for? <laughs> yeah, it does prove that you mean so much to them. I mean, so much that somebody is willing to absolutely eat your insides in your house. I think that's beautiful. I think that's absolutely <laughs> beautiful. I don't care. Yeah. You're still not getting the point, Gary. Okay. Well, hey, argue I'll, all I'll you want. The, I'll take the loss. I'll, I'll take the loss on that one. Thank you. Okay. I, I mm-hmm. appreciate that you're you're gonna do this the tasteful way. I I know you love haggling, and your this just proves. We'll just see how jealous you are when my funeral is closed casket, because my <laughs> face has been absolutely destroyed by somebody looking to pick up a queen size uh, mattress pad. <laughs> Well, I'm going to be at that closed casket funeral, and there are going to be two hands covered in rings prying open your casket to get one final look. And it'll be me. Pull me out to show that I was pretending. <laughs> this guy, he's not, he's not dismembered. He was not loved when he was murdered. <laughs> he is normal. Look! Yeah. <laughs> he is just dead. A fraud. <laughs> My mother faints. Yeah. <laughs> Always trying to get attention away from you. That's what your mom is up to. Absolutely. Okay, number two. This is a listener named Haley has written in. Gift or a curse? Starbucks inside grocery stores. 
So not, um, you know, not a freestanding Starbucks, but one that's kind of nestled within your Ralphs, within your Vons, yes. within your etc. Um, that to me is absolutely a curse uh, because I'm never going there for the Starbucks. I am going there for groceries and grocery stores. Um, I guess by design, for some reason, I think that I think the fatal flaw with grocery stores is that there's no trash cans in there. There's no like open trash oh, cans. That's so true. They don't want you throwing away the groceries. Yeah, they don't want you to be like, oh, these eggs. I actually don't want these eggs. Trash. <laughs> oh, this like ice cream. Trash. So you're walking around with like, you've got a, a buggy full of shit, and now you've got a fucking. <laughs> hand that's wet with condensation from some huge frappuccino and now you're and now you're like having to like put that in like in the crook of your arm and other shit slipping now and you look and you're ruining other people's time and i think that is devastating that's fucked up <laughs> it's fucked up and honestly i think we should annex seattle for even <laughs> ugh, don't i i'm I said I wasn't going to go on a tirade about the Northwest. I'm not going to go on a tirade about the Northwest. I begged you pre-podcast, please, Gary, don't. You just leave the Northwest alone. Said, These motherfuckers have a wall filled with gum. You, know, you, know, you want me to be silent? <laughs> it was an hour of just you and I going back and forth on the phone. Just I tried to get you to sign a contract. Please just leave it be. But here we are. Mm -hmm. You're freaking out about the Northwest. What? I'm going to be chill. No more Northwest talk for me. So curse with Starbucks? Curse. curse? You got the point, of course. The, I mean, what are we even talking about with the Starbucks? It's confusing. It always looks like a kind of a black hole within the grocery store. Yeah. I don't trust, you know, Starbucks has a hard enough time doing it on their own. Then they put it in the grocery store. I don't trust that that coffee is going to be any anything. Yeah. I mean, I did have a driver's ed teacher who all of our destinations driving were to take her to grocery stores so she could go to Starbucks and get a coffee, which is an interesting. <laughs> I like that a lot. I like that, I like that a lot. <laughs> That's a fond memory of a Starbucks within a grocery store. But other than that, I, yeah, I don't want the big wet thing in my hand. I, and I know it's not going to taste good. Yeah. And it's always at the entrance. Right. It's always it's at the entrance. Never like in the middle. It's, it makes the, the grocery store feel like an airport. Groceries for grocery stores. Right. Thank you. I'm glad that two people have finally been able to say it. Thank you, listener Haley, for bringing this to my attention. Finally, we have another H. Listener Hannah has said, Gift or a curse, soft pretzel, and then in parentheses, salted. I kind of assumed they were all salted, but, you know. Yeah, I think you've got to be pretty fucking psycho to get an unsalted pretzel. But this is a salted one, so she's okay. wondering, gift or okay. curse, salted. So I guess, like, even in mentioning the salt, I'm figuring that we're judging, judging this against an unsalted pretzel. So I'm going to have to say gift. I'm going to have to say gift simply because it would be so disrespectful to order a pretzel, to order a soft pretzel, and to be given bread that is unsalted that would be i would be fucking irate i would lose my mind and i'm i'm screaming i'm standing up i'm asking for the manager i'm saying hey who here i'm gonna fight somebody today i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna put i'm gonna physically put my hands on somebody and i'm going to grab their head and i'm gonna squeeze as hard as i can until liquid comes out of something you know and it, and the thing is, it, I don't even, I don't even need it to be like thin and like runny liquid, any sort of like any, any kind of viscosity I'm happy with, but I need some sort of excretion from the head. If I get a, <laughs> if I order a pretzel and it comes without salt. This all happens in a flash. The pretzel touches your hand and suddenly you are truly crushing sudden. the skull of, yes, you I know, am. an Auntie Anne employee or what's what's another pretzel? We had pretzel time at my local mall, but I don't know that, that was a national chain. Yeah, I feel like we had Auntie Anne's. We had um, there's another one that I'm thinking of. I think I'm thinking of a different one besides Auntie Anne's, but I can't. I feel like there picture. is another major pretzel maker that I yeah. cannot picture. 
who Auntie Anne has kind of overshadowed at this point, which yeah. is a tragedy. I would, uh, you know, I would eat a Auntie Anne's pretzel maybe once a shift when I was working uh, at the Apple store. Holy you know, you get your 15-minute break. I'm downing a pretzel. Yeah. It's not a healthy thing to be doing. Oh, but uh, back to the game, you said it's a gift. I said it's a gift, absolutely. Well, Gary, you got one out of three. I think they're a curse. I... A salted pretzel, of course, they're, they're they taste wonderful. But really, whenever I'm wandering through a mall at this point, there's never a good time to be eating one of these things. It's almost a meal, but it's not quite. It, like it's just a very hard thing for me. I, I almost need to schedule a time to go get one of these things, and I can't do that. When am I supposed to eat one? When you're sitting on the massage chair. You're sitting <laughs> on a massage chair in the in the walkway entrance of. Some like <laughs> electronic store, and you're sitting there, and you're having the little balls go up and down your back. That's when you just you get to unplug, and you get to pick each little each big ass piece of salt <laughs> off of your pretzel, and just kind of like set it on your mouth and feel that, and then destroy the pretzel. <laughs> and destroy the massage chair with your greasy hands. Absolutely. And then you pop on into Journeys or Spencer's 2, you know? Or if you are describing a dream trip to the mall for me. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, best case scenario, you get to go to all two before you get a phone call that your ride is outside. You get to go in and actually, like, see if these people at Hot Topic, like, worship the devil. You're like, what's going on here? This feels. <laughs> bad this feels like everything here is black and red everything here is black and red and you just get to like see how the other half lives that's you know you've done an excellent job with all of these with trying to convince me and it's never going to work that happens uh you lose the game 33 percent. okay that's just a failing grade hey that sucks that sucks <laughs> but we will get back up and we will soldier on that's all you can do um, you know, this is the part of the podcast where it's called I Said No Emails, and people are writing into I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. Every one of them has a question about gifts or, you know, social situations, this kind of thing. Gary, I need you to help me answer something. Will you please? What, how much longer? How, how many of these are we talking about? Well, I've got about 50 pages, so if we could just go through oh, 25. Yeah, that, yeah, that's nothing. Yeah, easy. Okay, perfect. I mean, uh, I am sending dinner to your house. We'll just work through the night. That I, that I can do, yeah. Okay, well, let's get started then. This first one says, Hello to Bridger and Guest. This question is not about giving a gift, but about receiving gifts. A lot of people in my life are not the best gift givers. Despite having a registry full of reasonably priced items that I wanted and needed, we received baskets full of mismatched pillows and disposable forks from Walmart when I got married. I'm boxing up the items I just received. Is this rude? I fear that when my mother-in-law comes over and doesn't notice the live, laugh, love sign on the wall, she's going to be offended, eh, but I just can't put that in my house. Am I obligated to hold on to these things? Thank you. That's from Sarah in Alabama. Sarah in Alabama uh, sounds like the people in her life may just despise her. They're sending her disposable forks from, yeah, from Walmart for her wedding. That's an act of aggression. That is. That really is. I think that, I think you got to sage it, get it out of the house <laughs> ASAP. As soon as humanly possible, get that out of there. That's going to, yeah, you're going to want to be. If they're sending disposable forks, they're not looking for the live, laugh, love. They're not, they're not, <laughs> Any, they're mean, not a walking representation of that, you know? That's, uh, I mean, I've, I've never heard of something like this. These people, I mean, but I mean, also maybe Sarah, take a look in the mirror. What, what behavior uh, are you exhibiting that the people in your life are saying, let's send her a box of plastic forks for her wedding? Yeah, because if you're out here constantly putting on backyard barbecues and uh, <laughs> pool parties, then maybe that's an actually really thoughtful gift. And then like, you actually don't need this Vitamix, you know? <laughs> right. And I also encourage you to ask yourself what's reasonably priced because if they're sending forks, it's probably because they can only <laughs> get forks, you know, <laughs> it would be, it would be insane to me to buy somebody a gift set of plastic forks 
when you could get them anything else. <laughs> Truly anything yeah. else. A Snickers. Yes. <laughs> I, you know, for the, a wedding, I will take a box of s- total cereal before a plastic <laughs> forks. So, uh, you know, Sarah, I, you know, it's often said we don't always get what we want, but we sometimes get what we need. Mm-hmm. And maybe these forks are exactly what you needed. But maybe they're not. Maybe your life is just so chaotic and you're bringing all these poisonous people in and, you know, you're surrounding yourself with people who just couldn't care less if you live or die. Yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot going on here that we don't know. And there's a mother-in-law who apparently is extremely sensitive about the garbage that she gives you, which could be, you know, your partner's problem. What she needs to do is get herself a couple replica NBA championship rings, start right. flashing those, get some fucking respect. Yes, it's the way you act, the way you uh, behave is you'll get that back in the way people treat you. Yes. And Absolutely. she's going around with these naked fingers, just expecting people to give her things beyond a plastic fork. And uh, of course, it's not working. In today's world, after the summer we've had, come on. <laughs> That's insane behavior. You can't do that. At this point, everyone should have at minimum six rings on their fingers at all times. At least. They should be replicas of, you know, NBA championship rings. Yeah. Pick your favorite team. Go for it. Yeah. You know, I feel like six rings, you've, you, what is it? The, you've got the Lakers, you've got maybe the Bulls. Uh, who, what other teams have this many rings? Uh, you've got your San Antonio Spurs. The Spurs? So you've got options. Yeah, you've got options. So, I mean, I, it's, the fact that Sarah even wrote in is a little embarrassing for her. Grow up right now. She drags her family and friends through this. Yeah. When ultimately, she's kind of the problem. There's some poor sucker in Alabama right now, like, oh, I think I think she actually likes the disposable forks. And it's like, <laughs> and then he hears this podcast on the news. And he's like, hold up. What? Are you fucking kidding me? I spent everything I had on those forks. I gave everything I could. <laughs> I gave everything I could. And I'm getting dragged through the mud. Oh. I mean, you imagine the scenario. You give your sister-in-law some nice plastic forks. Mm -hmm. She invites you over for dinner. You bite into your meal and you notice that it's a metal fork you're eating off of. How are you supposed to get through the rest of the meal? Yeah. Now my teeth have all cracked and fallen out of my head. (laughs) Wild. Unbelievable. Gary... We don't need to do the next 25 pages. We, I mean, we did such an excellent job with Sarah. We nailed her problem almost immediately. Absolutely. We took her to task. Is that what people say? You take someone to task? Yeah. Um, and we gave her some, uh, you know, she needed to hear all of that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that she's going to hate, like, just know that saying that hurt us more than it hurt her. And it hurt the listeners, you know, she, yeah. you know, we've got 40 million listeners at a time here. Mm-hmm. Suddenly she's, she's damaged a large part of the uh, worldwide populace. People are now have to spend the rest of their day thinking about Sarah's greed. Now she's canceled. She'll never be president. <laughs> she'll never, she'll never hold public office. No way. Why? Everyone knows because she's Sarah greedy. and everyone hates her. Yeah. It's such a shame. Ugh. Sarah, thanks for writing in, you know, you know, I hope you can uh, pick up the pieces and move on in some way. Yeah. Like maybe like just step back, listen for a while. Just (laughs) listen, do the work. (laughs) Yeah. Kind of, you know, just publicly donate to your favorite charity. Yes. You know, you've got to get out there and rehab your image ASAP. Immediately. This is going to cost thousands of dollars a month in PR fees, mm-hmm. but it's going to be ultimately worth it. I mean, that's that was the risk you took when you wrote into the podcast. That's all. I mean, everyone takes a risk. Sometimes it pays off. Sometimes it kind of levels your life. And that's fine. But you live. You live. You live. Or you die. Your choice. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's your call. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, I'm so thrilled. I now have... These six gorgeous rings that I'm yes. going to be able to kind of just, you know, saunter around town, go to business meetings, pound desks, yes, uh, you know, uh, eat sandwiches, 
iron my shirts. The, the amount of things you can do with rings on your fingers. I'm going to be lifting weights. Yeah. I'm going to be, you know, putting I want my... that for you. I feel like you can, you, you wear those, you go to the Staples Center, you can probably make a couple trades. You'll probably sign a couple <laughs> folks. I think, I think the world's about to open up for you in a way that is pretty enviable. <laughs> the next time you see me waving from my car, pay close attention to what's on my hands because it's it's going to be some dazzling rings and it's going to leave you kind of just in a state of disarray. Yeah. <laughs> I've had such a wonderful time with you and I'm so glad to see you. This is You're great. just wonderful. And hopefully the listener isn't too angry with you. You know, started off the podcast. I warned them. Yeah. Uh, but I think we made it through. Yeah. And if they are angry, sue me, you know, lawyer up and sue me. <laughs> Try me. This feels class action. Yeah. I feel like this is class action for sure. People will get done with Sarah. They're going to come after Gary. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. I welcome the hate. I welcome the hate. That's my life. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Richardson, welcome the hate. Mm -hmm. Listener, this is the end of the podcast and you have to now make some big decisions about what the rest of your life looks like. I want you to, you know, be careful. I want you also to have an exciting time, something fulfilling, do whatever you want, maybe at least have a decent dinner, do what you need to do, come back next week. We'll continue to grow old together. Goodbye. I Said No Gifts is an Exactly Right production. It's produced and engineered by our dear friend, Annalise Nelson, and the theme song is by miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. That's where you're going to see pictures of all these wonderful gifts I'm getting. You have to see the gifts. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And why not leave a review while you're there? It's really the least you could do, considering everything I do for you. And if you're interested in advertising on the show, go to midroll.com slash ads. But I invited you here I thought I made myself perfectly clear When you're a guest in my home So how do you dare to survey?